What's up, y'all? It's the Podcast Plus segment, man. Um, Today, I have a podcast called Confessions of an Ugly Black Man. Hood Journalism Podcast. Um, This one's a little bit personal because I, I've uh, connected with this guy. He said I inspired him. I was one of the reasons he started his podcast, and I really want y'all to check it out, man. Um, he's bringing guerrilla journalism in your face message delivery to podcasting. He's here to uplift the uplift the cultures by providing relevance and facts and news that affect the culture. Um, you can find him on um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Breaker, Radio Public, and many more. Um, so definitely check this out, man. He he has really good content. He's very really transparent. Check this out. Let let him know what you think. Um, and if you want to get on the uh, podcast plug segment, man, you can just email me admin at averagejt.com, man. Other than that, man, um, stay safe, especially as black men, man. Let's stay safe, especially with everything that's, that's going on. Um, rest in peace, George Floyd. Let's get into the episode. Check it out, uh. Come back and I'm better. I've been patient, encouraging changes. I'm speaking new language. Just the thoughts of a joke. Only people who've been round will know. I'm talking about only some, giving my homie some, teaching their youth how to survive. You owe me nothing. I'm just a young black man with a dream and a plan. These are my thoughts as I share them with the land. Uh. Thoughts of an average show, just the thoughts of an average show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thoughts of an average show, just the thoughts of an average show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thoughts of an average show, just the thoughts of an average show. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of an Average Show Podcast. My name is Troy Jackson, man, your favorite average Joe, and I'm back. I'm blessed. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so of course I'm going to be talking about today mental health and social media. I got my homeboy with me, my homeboy Dub. What's going on, my what's man? What's going How on, living, Tay? What's man? going on? Hey, man, you good? All is well. That's great. That's great. How That's are you, great. my brother? Yeah, boy, them, them, buying, them levels is booming right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, bro, man. I'm good, man. I'm just, you know, I'm happy to be here, man. Um, I wanted to touch on this topic with you. You brought this to me because I know, you know, we both deal with mental health, but also at the same time, uh, you're also an author as well, correct? Yes, sir. All right. So I definitely, uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting conversation today um, because I want to tie this into your book. And then at the end, I want you to promote your book because, you know. You're my brother, you're my brother in Christ. You're my homie. You're an African American male. It's my job to look out for my people. Hey, bro, mad love, and bro. always my people. That's what man. it's all about. That's bro. what it's all about, bro. We gotta have each other's back. We got to, man. If we don't got each other's <laughs> back, the world ain't got our backs. Who? Then who? You know, the world definitely ain't got our backs. So we all we got, man. We all we got. Let's talk, man. Let's talk. Um, so I was. Looking up the definition, right, of mental health. Mental right. health is the level of psychological well-being or absence of mental illness. It is the state of someone who is functioning at a satisfactory level of emotional and behavioral adjustment. What do you think of that? Accurate. Accurate? Accurate. Right. That, 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 you know, that's, that, of course, that's the Google definition, man. Mm-hmm. It gets deeper. Mm-hmm. It gets that's facts. Deeper, that, it does get deeper, man. So let's, let's get right into it. So was there a time where you was ever depressed? Yes, yes. You want to elaborate? Um, well, in terms of how I dealt with it, or when, or both, both, both. both. Okay, so um, when I would say like early, early twenties, mm-hmm. it got it got worse about around twenty two. Okay, um, because. And I'm pretty sure it probably had happened earlier times in my life because actually I was I was diagnosed with uh, 
ADHD. Okay, and same depression here. Depression and stuff when I was a kid. Same here, ADHD. So it's it's been there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I didn't I didn't really shine a light on it till like I said, like early twenties and stuff like that. Like, wow, this thing really exists. It mm-hmm. is the it is the the leading cause behind why I'm thinking certain thoughts, why I'm in certain moods and stuff, mm-hmm. and why I'm, you know, just operating how I'm operating. So absolutely, bro. And um how I dealt with it, I'll say how I dealt with it and how I was able to cope with it, you know, was determined by age, mm-hmm. you know, maturity. And the more I explored the topic and stuff like that, and the more I was exposed to people with the same symptoms or, you know, okay. whatever. And so uh, before I knew how to cope with it, I would say I would, let me see, I would, I would basically project my pain on other people, mm-hmm. what I was feeling, because I didn't, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to get rid of it. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to handle it, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And let me see what else. I probably smoked at one point. Okay. Um, this is a this is a big one, especially for males, right? Um, pornography. Yes. You know, really turn to that. And um, it was just, it was steady declining and declining because actually, you know, porn just, it makes it worse. Uh-huh. It's, it's detrimental to your mental uh-huh. health. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as, like I said, with time and maturity and growth, man, I, I learned how to cope with it. I did stuff like dancing, okay, um, writing a lot, um, and just reading. Okay. Definitely okay. reading, um, finding out. How I could like practically deal with it. I uh-huh. did breathing exercises, a little meditation and yoga and stuff like that. And you know, those are some of the practices I still do to this day. You know, and um, I'm not gonna say I don't deal with it. I'm not gonna say that uh-huh. because there's there's different forms and there's different reasons of why a person would be depressed or anxious or uh-huh. worried or whatever it is. Um, and honestly, sometimes it's it's necessary. Uh-huh. I don't know that that may sound weird, but sometimes depression can be necessary only because it could like it sends a message that only you can interpret. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And only you should be able to know how to get out of. But, you know, is that's a that's another topic. That's we that can be talked about on another episode <laughs> or something like that. It could, it could go deep with depression, man. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Um so it was a point in my life when I had got on academic suspension. Right. When I went to Florida A&M. And that was probably the most I've been depressed. Um, simply because education is really big in my family. Right. So when I got there, so when I got on academic suspension and I had to come home, the first thing was, how could you fail two classes? But it was everything leading up to that point because I was broadcasting for the men and women basketball games at Florida A&M had my own radio show so that was like more important to me than school was right because school was just basically like te- like the news aspect of it but I didn't want to do that so the sports was everything to me in my own radio show because I wanted to be a sports broadcaster right that's what you wanted to do. and so when that got taken away from me mid-semester it was just like it was hard to recover it was hard to recover from that. Like, I felt like I let my friends down because it was basically me and my friends on the actual radio show. Pretty much like what we were talking about in the house. We finally, we finally just got to, you know, do it on air. And when that got taken away from me, I fell into a depression. And so then when I got on that demon suspension, I just fell into a deeper depression. And then my parents didn't make it any easier because it wasn't like, oh, okay, you know, we know you messed up. It's all right. No, it was like you're cut off. You going to school, you paying for it yourself. And how could you fail two classes? It did, it just wasn't no real support there. So I just felt like I was on my own. So I was depressed for maybe about like a solid year, year and a half. Oh, yeah. Like it was rough, bro. Like that was probably, it was probably, that was probably the only point in time I ever thought about, all right, maybe it's just better off if I'm not here on earth. Like it was really rough. And so it's it's safe to say that um with this with this form of depression depression you had like you thought suicidal at some time. Yeah, correct. Some point. 
Correct. I was suicidal. I was just like, it was, it wasn't always, it was just like one particular time it was like me and my mom was not getting along and I was just like, I'm done. Right. And I think what saved me was I ended up taking a job on a cruise ship. And I think that saved me a lot because I was able to get away for three right. months and not really see them for three months. Just kind of clear my mind. Just, you know what I'm saying, deal with other people outside of who I'm used to dealing with. So when I came back, I had more of a, more of kind of like a renewed conscious, a sense of like, okay, right. you know, like I've been gone for three months. I've been able to see different parts of the world. So now I'm ready to tackle on what I need to tackle on. Because right. it was like real tense. It was getting to the point to where <clears throat> I didn't even want to, I wasn't even trying to stay at home. So I was still, I was at home, but I still had my apartment up in Tallahassee. So it would just get so bad to where I'd just be like gone for like a week and a half, just go up to Tallahassee, figure out how I'm eat, chill with my homies, and then come back and try to mend the relationship that we that I needed to mend with my parents. Wow. Because I understood where they were coming from, but they didn't really understand everything that I went through. Right. Because I didn't really open, I never really opened up to them like that to begin with, and then that just made it worse to where I didn't want to open up to them. So it was more so my friends became like my venting buddies. Instead of me venting to my parents. Okay, so I mean, like, did your parents, did they give you a, did they send a certain message that made you feel that way in the past? Like, you had to be that way, or? Um, the thing was, in the past, like, growing up, I wasn't a bad child. Right. I just didn't really respect authority like that. So, when a teacher would say I would do this, they would always tell my parents I had to do this and this. And there was one particular time where I didn't do that. And then they, the teacher even made them, even told them, like, I made a mistake. He didn't do that. I still got whooped anyway. Because they was like, well, this is for a future whooping you're going to have anyway. It was like they always believed the teacher over me because I was apparently so bad what they said. So, therefore, I just, when I got older, I just never really told them. Anything. Right. And it still sticks to this day. Because, like, I just don't tell them much. I tell them what they need to know. Not everything. Because... Not so much in my dad, but my mom will, I feel like she will act a certain way and have a certain reaction. And so I just feel like it's just best if I don't tell them and just, you know. Yeah, I feel you with that, bro. Um, with I mean, that. I feel like I can relate. Uh-huh. That's how I felt with my parents for the longest. And, you know, slowly but surely, I feel like I'm coming out of that place uh-huh. and I'm able to open up to them more, uh-huh. you know, and. I guess also as they share their personal experience with me, it makes me more comfortable Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, oh, okay, wow, maybe this is why I handled that because then we can go to talking about, you know, generational bondage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we never know. You know, maybe our parents, maybe, you know, they experienced something similar. Mm -hmm. And just just by them opening up, it gives us an opportunity to find answers or Correct. even if we made it through that, it could like bring extra healing. Mm-hmm. You know, so Correct. I guess uh-huh. we can't discount their experience. Yeah, we know? can't discount their experiences. I just, I'm trying to open up to them more, but it's just like certain examples. Like I know for a fact, it's just certain, certain situations. I already know, like I'm not going to be able to tell them like if I had a kid outside of wedlock. I'm not going to be able to tell Ooh, them. My and, gosh. and I'm not, I'm not even about to go through that. Like I've told my girlfriends in the past, like, yo, we are pregnant. I'm not telling my mom. Hot grits. Like you know what I'm saying, like I'm not. And then seeing what uh, a, a recent situation and how, how her reaction was, I was like, I'm definitely not telling you if I have a kid outside of wedlock. It's just, my dad is more cool with it than my mom. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not telling you. Nah, I can't <laughs> tell not. moms. Exactly. You're just going to have to find out the hard way. She killing you and her. <laughs> and her. <laughs> Dang, boy. Yeah, man. It's rough. It's, um, it's rough sometimes, man. But um, amidst all this COVID, man, how's your mental health? How's your mental health right now? My gosh. That's a bro. This is the podcast. Mm-hmm. There are listeners. Mm-hmm. We must be transparent. Got to be transparent, man. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so honestly, during this COVID-19, there have been tempting cycles mm-hmm. to offer itself back to me again. And I say that because it's like, literally, there's not much to do. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you have caught up on business plans, even when you have made 
all these Zoom calls and stuff like that, reached out to check on him, reached out to check on her sister, cousin, brother. You know, there's still a lot of time just right there, idle mm-hmm. time, just right there. Mm-hmm. Even after working out, bro, because mm-hmm. I'm a workout freak, right? <laughs> so my thing is, I still have energy. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because it's like, okay, before COVID-19, you had, you know, everybody out, you know, mm-hmm. the traffic, mm-hmm. you know, um, people you know, going out to eat after work with their colleagues and stuff. And it's like, now you just have all this time. Mm-hmm. You're not going out. There's not really a reason to go out unless you're going grocery shopping mm-hmm. or something like that. So I literally have found myself up in the middle of the night just staring at the wall mm. and just thinking on, just thinking back. And, you know, sometimes thinking back, a lot of times thinking back can be pretty toxic. Mm-hmm. It, can get <laughs> you, it can get you back in the ways. So, right. And so it's, it's, you know, the temptation is at hand. And I know I'm not the only one experiencing this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But my, my dearest prayer is that we're able to stay stable, man. But to answer it more direct, it's neutral, bro. Okay. It's neutral. Like, it's not bad. It's not good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's neutral. You know what I mean? And I'm, for me, I guess my biggest challenge is channeling it because mm-hmm. the moments are just so, they're so idle, bro. It's, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, all right, you moving in slow motion. Mm-hmm. When all right, this day went by fast, but it seemed like this day is going by slow. Mm-hmm. So, I feel it's, you. A, it's a challenge, bro. How about yourself? Um... <laughs> Luckily for me, by the grace of God, nothing's changed during the whole COVID. Like, I'm still working, you know, both my jobs or whatnot. Um, I know your situation's a little different. Um, if So, my mental health is, like, is solid right now. But if it, if I wasn't working my main job, the job that we both work at, it would be rough. Just because, like, granted, I have more time to do my podcast, but it's like, okay, you know, Florida unemployment take forever. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, okay, so... What am I going to get this unemployment so I can pay these bills? You know what I'm saying? Cause he, just because the job stops don't mean the bills stop. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, bill, the bills, ain't, ne- the bills <laughs> ain't never stopping, bro. <laughs> the bills ain't never stopping. I just be like, so by the grace of God, my mental health is good. Sometimes I try to, like, uh, I just, I try to reflect and just be like, yo. Because it'd be some days where I don't want to go to my night job. But I'd be like, yo, I got to get up and go. Because there'd be tons of people who wish they had that job right now. So, <clears throat> overall, it's overall it's, it's solid. I can't, you know, what I'm saying I can't really complain. That's that's good to hear, bro. And I, I mean, honestly, I don't want to like sound like I'm complaining, but honestly, like this time could actually be good, mm-hmm. you know. Because some people, if you're the type who like to rest. Guess what? You're you like, getting plenty of rest. You getting plenty of <laughs> you rest. Getting plenty you of like rest. watch TV or something. Mm-hmm. That's your thing. Yep. You know, so I mean, for some people they this is luxury. This mm-hmm. time is luxury to them. Yep. They glad not to be at work. Mm-hmm. You know, so so we'll see, man. Hopefully we'll see. everything. I'm hoping everything gets back to normal soon. Who you telling? You know what I'm saying? Just for everybody, for everybody's sake. Because some people, you know, what I'm saying they mental health is up the wall right now. Like I found, like it was a study where. A lot of the extroverts are struggling because they're used to being out, going out, meeting new people, but you can't really do anything because you're stuck at home during this quarantine. Stuck. So it's like they're going crazy. The introverts, you know, they they're fine because they like staying home. Any they like right. staying home anyway. Like they, you know what I'm saying Bro, they, they don't care. They 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 loving this. <laughs> they they loving this, man. So I wanted to <laughs> to um. Switch into this. Switch gears into this. Characteristics of mentally healthy people. Um, I found this off of healthylife.com. So people who are mentally healthy. They gave me 10 reasons. Uh, they feel good about themselves. They do not become overwhelmed by emotions such as fear, anger, love, jealousy, guilt, or anxiety. They have lasting and satisfying personal relationships. They feel comfortable with other people. They can laugh at themselves and with others. They have respect for themselves. And for others, even if they are, even if there are differences, they are able to accept life's disappointments. They can meet life's demands and handle their problems when they arise. They make their own decision. They shape their environment whenever possible and adjust to it when necessary. What's your thoughts on that? Bro, to be honest, 
That sounds, that definitely sounds like a mentally healthy person, uh-huh. bro. Honest, it's like, to be honest, it, it fluctuates. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it can fluctuate. Take your time, bro. <laughs> yeah, you got to clear my throat. You know <laughs> but yeah, definitely with your mental health, it's like, honestly, if I had to give a, let me see, a animation or some type of depiction, <laughs> description, it would be like the, the market. The market, you know how the the, the stock market, yeah, yeah, yeah. How one how, one minute you up, next minute yeah, you come crashing down. I get yeah, it, man, I get it, man. The highs and the lows, <laughs> man. You know, but it's our it's our human nature. But for the most part, bro, looking at this list, I definitely say it's this is a mentally healthy person. I agree, I agree. And um, I feel like some days you're gonna have the opposite of each one of these to compete. Uh-huh. You know, but I feel like ultimately you are the dictator. Yeah. You're going to be the one who choose. Uh-huh. Like I said before, like, there's nothing wrong. I feel like sometimes depression can be good uh-huh. because it can be a tester. It tests your strength. Like, uh-huh. All right. Let me see. I came to him this last time and I, I, I got him. Uh-huh. I overtook him. Uh-huh. But how is he going to respond to me this time? Uh-huh. Is he going to push me away? Is he going to fight back? Uh-huh. You know, so... Sometimes that depression it wants to fight. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. That's why I said you gotta. Ultimately, you're the one who choose which which one of these you will be. Uh-huh. You know which one of these qualifying factors you will be, or all of them. You'll uh-huh. be. Like I said, that's the opposite. So, what about you? How do you feel about these? Um, for the most part, I agree. Uh, it, it it do you do have your ups and downs, but I think the key is to a mentally up a person is when they have their downs, they don't necessarily dwell. Exactly on the downs like that, like every, you know what I'm saying, nothing's going to be perfect. So of course, there's going to be, you know, things over the course of your life that's going to get you mad or get you frustrated, or you know, everything's in cycles. Life is in cycles, so therefore, you're going to have the times where nothing goes right. But the question is, when nothing goes right, <clears throat> are you going to be able to overcome that, or are you going to be able to be like, for example, um, probably about. Like two years ago, I lost my job, a job that I really wanted, and it took me like two years to get. And it took I, you two years to get it. Mm-hmm. Took me two years of constantly applying to finally get it, and then within a month of me having it, it was gone, because I got into an argument with this female, and over something that shouldn't even been an argument to begin with. And we argued before, but nothing to where like she decided to go to HR. And she went to HR, and then a month later, I was fired, and I was hot. I, he's laughing over here, but I was hot. <laughs> I'm a bro. When I tell you, I was so hot, bro. Like I she was. She went to HR, bro. yo. Like. <laughs> so let me, let me let me explain the story real quick on the podcast. And after yeah, that, bro. after that, we're going to sponsor. So this will happen, right? So, um, from day one, we ain't, we ain't really. We was we was cool with each other, but I could tell we was gonna have like a great relationship. And then like, it was one day I took her home, everything was fine. But when we got out to the actual floor, somehow in training we kept bumping heads. I told my boss right then and there because they had to sit next to each other when we got to training. I'm like, that's not a good idea. <clears throat> she was like, oh well, I think it will be. So I was like, all right, I can't really do anything because you know I'm still new. So one day everybody wanted to order pizza, and everybody was going to like pitch in. No, every no. I think one person was going to pay for it, and then she was like, "No, everybody should pitch in." And I'm just sitting there going, "Like, I told her I was like, everybody don't have money like you, because she had a she she had a kid, but the kid was living with her dad up in New York. So I'm like, don't everybody got money like you? Like, we got actual bills. Like, you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> you ain't even taking care of your responsibilities. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying. And so she said something along the lines of like, "Oh, shut up before I get my boyfriend to beat you up." And so Not then, the boyfriend. and so then, I took my glasses off, and I was like, "Let's go, <laughs> like let's go." And then somehow in between there, it went back to HR, and she cursed me out. I said, "I gave," I, I said a few profanity things, and the next thing I know, I'm going to HR, and I'm like, "Okay." She was Hispanic, I was black. They originally had the black lady working on the case, right? And I knew I was done when they switched the black lady out for an Hispanic lady. It was a wrap. I was like, I'm not even going to win this case. And so I'm thinking like, okay, I'm about to. The whole thing was we argue worse than that, but it never went to HR. 
So I'm like, I just felt like it was a real pussy move for you to go to HR. Right, like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, that's stupid. <laughs> like, y'all was pissed, <laughs> bruh. I was hot. I was yeah. OD hot. And I was like, I don't even condone hitting girls, but I was ready to knock her ass out that day, bro. I was about to be like, oh, okay, you want to cost me my job over Right, this? cost you your job, cost son. My, my boss at the time, on Thursday, she worked from home. I knew it was serious when she had to come in. Right. And I was like, shit. So, they... What did they do? They, uh, I worked like the next few days. That was like on a Thursday. And then a Tuesday, they called us in. And they suspended both of us. And then I got a call the following day talking about they're going to let me go. Oh, damn. And that I wasn't eligible for rehire. And I was like, I don't understand as to why y'all let... The whole thing was they said because I said profanities at her. They tried to label it as harassment. But it wasn't harassment because she threatened me first. You threatened, you threatened to get your boyfriend to beat me up first. Wait, did you, I mean, did you bring that point to them? Did I did. Did you drive it home? Like, I did. Hey, They weren't trying to hear that. They wasn't trying to hear that. wasn't trying to hear that, bro. So, so I got, hey. so I got fired. They had you pack up your little training goodies. Now, here. just a couple <laughs> months before, I got let go because the contract was up and they decided not to renew any of our contracts. Was so this the same place or? It was literally... The part the the people that I worked for was in building same building just different floor. Oh. So I was I went from building five to I went from uh, floor five to floor six. So in a span of from January to April, I lost two jobs. So I was hot. Me and my dad was getting into it. Why, why, why can't you keep a damn job? I'm like, this wasn't even my fault. Like, <laughs> like this wasn't even my fault. And I had to fight so hard to not get depressed because I'm like, Lord, like. What are you trying to tell me here? Like, am I supposed to be a millionaire or something like that? Like, because I can't keep a job. And it took. And then I ended up working for this one company called Ship, which is like Instacart, pretty much. making bank. They let me go. Still don't know why they let me go. They let me go. Not this October that just passed. But the October. Was it this October? Yeah, it was this. Uh, no, the October before. So, like, two Octobers ago, I believe. And I was just, bro, I was over it. I was not happy. Bro, how you get let go? But you know what? I'm not going to say that. And I feel like I'll be a hypocrite. Like, literally, last last summer, mm-hmm. I would say from at least the months of July to about September, August, September, I couldn't find a job. Mm. You know, I was, and that was a very dark deep place mm-hmm. because I would call home trying to talk to my mom and you know this is really where I relate to you like earlier when you said like some stuff you don't open up to your parents about mm-hmm. because honestly it's like it's like I will tell her stuff and she will use it against me man yeah bro talking about like oh why you can't keep a job don't think you finna come back home and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. and that, you know that really hurt because I'm just like before I left you told me, hey, if, if anything go wrong, mm-hmm. come back home. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, this is what I'm hearing. Exactly. It's like you're, you, you're telling me one thing but doing the other. Right. And so that's why I'm like, nah, I can't really laugh. Like, at the end of the day, I was I was jobless, too, man, mm-hmm. for three months. And I was depressed. I had this this young lady who had who was liking me and whatnot, and she just felt like I was broke. Yeah, but it's hard trying to date when these because some of these females don't understand. Like you think I want to be broke? Like you don't want to be broke? (laughs) I don't want to be broke. And then then she had the nerve to introduce me to her dad. Mm. Dad kept harassing me. Like you, um, he was he was Haitian, so he's like nothing against Haitians. I love Mm -hmm. Haitians, but he was just like he said, um. Do you have a career? Do you? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna go to the army? He just kept asking mm-hmm. those questions over and over. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yo, um, excuse me, sir. I'm not being rude, but did you not hear me the first time? I am going to school mm-hmm. right now. I don't have a job, and I don't want to take out any loans. Mm-hmm. That can be depressing too, taking out loans and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So, so for me, I just kind of, you know, that's a story with school. I backed up because I didn't want to take loans. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he just kept harassing me, man, with questions, and so. Now you got you got moms doubting you. Mm-hmm. You got you got the chick thinking about leaving you, mm-hmm. and she actually did leave me. 
because she felt like I didn't have nothing going on for myself. Mm. And then that same chick came back. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. the same girl. Good girl, but the intentions were just, they were awful. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, if you had any good intentions, you would have like, you would have been hopeful that my situation wasn't going to stay like this. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So 100%. Literally, my situation changed. And I, I had that conversation with her. I said, you don't understand how arrogant I wanted to be towards you. I just wanted to take my savings and make it rain on you. <laughs> I ain't being petty, but it's just like, like you said, we don't, we don't, we're not, we don't, we didn't ask to be broke during that time. We didn't ask to be in that situation. Uh-huh. And it was just so depressing because it's like, man, you over, you over here over explaining yourself to this person, over explaining yourself to that person. And no one seems to want to understand. Exactly. They don't even have a desire to nope. understand. It's just their opinion and that's it. Uh-huh. I understand, man. So, It'd be rough. I feel you with that, bro. Like, It'd be rough, man. Bro, that depression, especially for a black man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's real. It's real. It's most definitely real. So, uh, I'm going to take a break. Um, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. Then, after that, I'm going to get into uh, the Creative Corner segment. All right. All right. So, uh, I got a new segment, right? It's probably the third week I'm doing this. It's going to be it's gonna called the Creative Corner segment. So, I got an artist today. Uh, one of my homies back from Jersey, King Light, called Waiting on You. I'm gonna have his Apple Music link in the description. Um, I'm gonna play it, and then you know, y'all tell me what y'all think. All right. Cause if I post another shorty, you'll be spinning the block like bang bang. You and your bestie, that's gang gang. You know I always told you that you was my main thing. Couple thoughts on the gram, suddenly things changed. Was it really ever real? Cause the diss is cold. You wanna dip, baby dip, you could tootsie roll. Yeah, shorty, you could tootsie roll. Cause with the women got the pimping on cruise control. Trying to find another nigga, you might lose your soul. Damn, baby, don't lose your soul. Nah, baby, don't lose your soul Cause with the women got the pimpin' on cruise control Trying to find another nigga, you might lose your soul Do the damn thing, do the damn thing Wanna write a love song, but I can't sing Dabbing on the haters, yeah, girl, you know the camp thing Focus when I'm scoring like I'm trying to win a damn ring 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 Focus when I'm scoring like I'm trying to win a damn ring We all need love all got feelings, but sometimes love hurts So the feelings we can sell nothing worse than a woman when her heart been broke Now she got a wall up, can't get that close And if you do get close, then she might get ghost Cause the pain cut deep and she ain't beat no more Now she on Facebook with the heart broke, quote Niggas ain't shit Niggas ain't shit, end quote, huh 90 zombie sound, I know you feeling that When I rap about love, I'm trying to bring it back Life is about more than trapping and violence If we spread love, all the problems will silence Find you a bay and then fuck up some commas Secure the bag and stay far from the drama I said secure the bag and stay far from the drama Wait Ooh. 
That was dope. I like that. I like that. Man. I like that I right like there. That. Yes. I like that. King Lake, that was dope, my man. Dude, dude, dude. That was dope, my man. That was, he was, that was, he came off strong on that. He definitely yeah. came off strong on that, man. I, I gotta, uh, I gotta give him props, man. If y'all wanna check him out, man, his Apple Music link's gonna be below. I'm just gonna be in the description. That's where they're all gonna be at, honestly. So that way, if y'all wanna listen to it, y'all can. Um, and then, you know, let me and let him know what y'all think. All right. So you said you want to talk about societal oppression and how that relates to depression, right? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Break it down for me. So <clears throat> basically, it's uh, not to straight a course or anything like that. But, you know, it that last before the break mm-hmm. it got intense man and it just kind of made me it riled me up man okay it's like dang i want to go a certain way okay okay let's go a certain way so, <laughs> i began to think about depression and in, in men you know, especially black men mm-hmm. and stuff like that and um, it's like not just you and i but as a as a race mm-hmm. you know as a sex you know in society you know you when i think about when I think about societal, you know, depression, oppression, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, not necessarily slavery, but it's the thoughts that we were, the lies, mm-hmm. the thoughts that we were told to think or that was projected upon us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and ultimately, it, it as a people, it made us feel down about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it made us feel less of ourselves. And, you know, as a result, we, we acted out a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, and they... <clears throat> You know, it had our families, it had society look at us like monsters. And I think it's it's probably one of the leading things, that fear that will cause someone to shoot you know, another human. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, it definitely, it's fear, man. It, it definitely is a depression because I just be thinking about all these mothers that have lost their, their sons. All these African-American mothers that have lost their sons and it's just like, yo... You're grieving, but at the same time, you get depressed because nothing's done about it. Like, I can't imagine one of my family members getting shot by the police and then the killer just walking off free. Like, that would fuck with my mental state Yo, that's depressing, that's de- It is depressing, bro. That would mess with my mental state so much. And I'm just like, I don't understand how these people go on and live, like, everyday life. Like, you know what I'm saying? One day, your son here your, or your dad's here. The next day, he's gone because the cop want to take his life. And it's just like, yo... It's depressing. It's rough. And when you just, it's like when you step out, you know, when you step out your door, you know, who, matter of fact, whomever these guys is, um, I'm pretty sure there's a long list of who's been shot and stuff mm-hmm. um, in the past decade and just, you know, years. Um, those people didn't walk outside and, you know, expect to get killed and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and it's it's depressing because one man down, you know, other man down and repetitive repetitive you know this thing repeat itself mm-hmm. you know it can be depressing like can. am i next it can like, you know because depression fear worry all that stuff go hand in hand mm-hmm. so it's just like most definitely man i agree 100 percent. it's it's rough man that's why we all have to stick together absolutely you know what i'm saying even like so i feel like one of the ways we can deal with depression is going to therapy Therapy, yes. And I, a lot of a lot of us black men do not go to therapy, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's important, especially in this day and age, because we need we need somebody we can cope to, somebody we can vent to, and I and I think more importantly, we need to go to an African American therapist, either a black, either a male or a woman, either a male or a female, but it has to be African American, somebody that can relate right. to our struggles. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. It's just. I just feel like us as a us as a community, we don't we don't we really kind of frown upon therapy. We try to just handle everything ourselves, but that's not absolutely. I figure that um, when it comes to depression, um, it's something that I didn't mention earlier, but I definitely had in my corner one of my coping mechanisms was I had a close friend where I would um, we'll sit down and we'll just we'll talk for hours, mm-hmm. you know, because you have to get that stuff off your chest. Mm-hmm. You can't let it stay within you because mm-hmm. it'll run you crazy. Mm-hmm. So I agree. So let's switch gears, man. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about social media and how it and how mental health and social media kind of go hand in hand nowadays in this generation. So uh, you got a book on it, right? I do have a book. Well, go ahead and go and explain it. <laughs> go ahead and explain it, man. Don't be shy, man. You an author out here. 
Well, um, that exactly. I'm an Arthur. You know <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as social media goes, mm-hmm. I would definitely say like, let me see, good route to go first. Um, you have jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see, what else? You have the need for ambition. Correct. And it just feels like a race. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like competition mm-hmm. and stuff like that you feel like your life have to be in a certain place mm-hmm. you know and so it can be very depressing because you feel like you don't necessarily like meet society's <laughs> standards of what a successful person is and stuff like that but you know everybody <clears throat> is running their own race but mm-hmm. it's like we can become hypocritical with that because it sounds good but it's like we're not actually living that mm-hmm. you know what i'm trying to say so i understand like <clears throat> so i want to touch on this right right and i don't want any of the women listening to this to feel the wrong way because I'm all for body positivity but also at the same time I feel like if you're getting your body done not because you want to but because of how many likes you can get on Instagram that's not loving yourself it's really not that's not loving yourself then at the end of the day you're gonna be like I did this for what now once again I'm gonna repeat that once again this isn't for this isn't for the women that just want to get the the body done, the work done, because they want to do it for themselves. I have no problem with that. If you're doing it strictly for yourself, I don't care what you do with your body. It's your body. It's your body. Right? I don't care what you do if you're doing it for social media. I just feel like you're not truly loving yourself. You're doing it for likes or doing it for attention. But at the end of the day, when that likes and attention goes away, you still haven't addressed the issue of the root of your problem. Exactly. The root. Exactly. That's the key thing. And honestly, I know for many it could probably be, it could be a scary place to mm-hmm. visit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people they they cover their scars in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, tattoos. And, yep. um, you know exactly what we, the lane that you went down with. Um, you know the body makeover and stuff like that. And you never know. It could be some from childhood, teenage years. Mm-hmm. You never know. Like it's, but we do know that there is a re- there's a reason why they're operating out of where they're operating and stuff like that. And it's not. The only thing mysterious is the, the thing that they're not, you know, opening up to whoever they need to open up to mm-hmm. about it. You know what I mean? So, and it can be toxic. It can it cause can. them to, like we're talking about, do stuff to their body, dress a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people in their life who love them mm-hmm. and they want to, like, cater to their needs and stuff. But they can't because these, you know, these women, you know, especially they, they, they won't open up. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk a lot about, you know, guys not opening up. And it's not a competition. It's just... It's like on that issue in particular, mm-hmm. we need to know what's wrong because what you're doing, you set yourself up for failure. This it's only going to last for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the greed for likes and stuff, yep. comments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, I thought deeper with the comments. It's a form of affirmation, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's another thing. That's another thing we can depict from the scene that it's a lack of. Affirmation, okay, from a man, and maybe it was because that man who was supposed to was affirm, who was supposed to affirm was the father, and maybe mm-hmm. he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, or it could be something like, oh, she see a friend doing it, so she wants to do it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. She want to carry herself a certain way, you know. So, I agree with you, man. It's, it. it's rough. I just feel like nowadays everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses or in, in a sense, instead of really just taking the time to truly get to know who you are. So at the end of the day, like I feel like social media can definitely be in mental health and social media nowadays yeah. goes hand in hand. Cause I've seen too many young people like kill themselves over bullying, especially now that social media is a perfect thing. You take, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you take a picture of a kid getting milk thrown on them and now all right. of a sudden it's viral and then all of a sudden the kid ends up committing suicide when it didn't have to happen like that like everybody wants to be an internet bully instead of really confronting their own problems because I personally believe if you're a bully you're trying to project your anger out on somebody else because you don't know how to properly handle it exactly bro that's so good that's that's one of the uh, statements I made in my book um, in the first chapter Mm-hmm. You know how basically people are like they're tough behind those keys, mm-hmm. you know, but they wouldn't they wouldn't commit those same actions in person. Exactly. You, know, so. you will you you, you real internet tough. You You're real right. internet tough. Right. But I, when, you, when you see me in person, you ain't about to do a thing. And it and honestly, 
quite frankly, it has become a normal. Mm-hmm. It really has. Because nobody, nobody's there to really check them. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's spreading rapidly. It is. And so you don't know the real from the fake. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's rough, man. It's, it's just very like, rough, man. I just feel like it's, it's something that could be preventable, but social media is just has just blown up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just blown up. Like, any little thing that can go wrong on social media can be viral within seconds. Within seconds, yo. Within like. seconds. And now you just look, you're not even thinking about the person who, uh, who who's affected by the video's mental health. It's just like, oh, okay, it's funny, blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden they become recognizable and you see them on the streets and you're making fun of them. But you don't know everybody's mental state some people are stronger than others some people can't take that kind of that that kind of sub, sub you know what i'm saying that that kind of uh what am i looking for what's the word I'm looking for they can't take that kind of action towards them right like you know what i'm saying and then all of a sudden it's like yo if you're gonna do this i'm also just i'm out I'm, I'm tired of getting picked on i better off not being here and it shouldn't have to come to that at all bro. it shouldn't have to come to that man it's like no. i don't know it's like yeah i mean and in my book, I, I mentioned how, you know, social media, it is a, a good gift gone bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a good gift gone bad in a sense of we've perverted it. We've, we've made it the opposite of what it was supposed to be. Because in my book, I also kind of detailed how Mark Zuckerberg, how he founded Facebook and stuff like that. And basically, it was meant to be like a, a form of networking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, you know. You got all types of crazy stuff on yep. there. You know, people all posting fights. Yep. You know, people, you know, uh, let's see, um, scandals, mm-hmm. uh, people cheating and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, mm-hmm. All types of crazy stuff, man. Like, honestly, I remember when, I don't know about you, but I remember when before social media, man, my parents, like, they had to do a lot of stuff through email. Yep. And even email, you had to mm-hmm. download a certain mm-hmm. program to yep. email on a computer. Mm-hmm. Had to wait for that dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, you had, know? You had a little messenger, the little yellow man. Like, mm-hmm. you remember the little yellow man? Yep. Like, AOL. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's take it way back. Mm-hmm. Take know? it way, so way back. We have a good gift that hasn't, like, always been appreciated, mm-hmm. you know, for what it's supposed to be. Like, actually, one of the things I talk about in my book I feel like it's very, it's a form of, it's a form of health, mm-hmm. mental health. Because when you see better, it, it triggers you to want to do better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you want to follow that wave. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things, the, the practical things I put in my book is that, hey, maybe it's time to follow some of those pages that can be distracting. Or, you know, maybe it's time to follow people that you uh, aspire to be like one day and stuff like that. You know? mm-hmm. So we can kind of like really wake that, wake that successful person up in yourself. Mm-hmm. So... Most definitely, most definitely. So, what are some more projects you're working on? Um, I have King of Hearts. Okay, you know that's another one that I'm working on. Um, that's that's really into details about you know the black man and also like man globally uh-huh. and stuff and how it's just time for us to take back our rightful place in the earth. Okay, you know because it's like <sighs> I don't know about you, bro, but it's just. You could definitely see how there's some type of crooks in mm-hmm. the households, mm-hmm. different families and stuff mm-hmm. like that, man. Especially you know African American yep. families and you know um, black families mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All the division and stuff like that. And the ultimate goal to get the black man out of his place mm-hmm. of authority. You know, and it's not on something like we want that authority to take advantage of others, but. Mm-hmm. It's, it's justice. It's right. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody deserves their rightful place. Facts. You know, so that book is definitely, we're going to go into depths. I plan to, like, get in some interviews. I plan to reach out to some some people of, of stature and stuff. And even people that, you know, God just leads me to that, you know, he has put a voice within to, like, mm-hmm. speak on that matter. Because it has to be acknowledged. I feel like we've had too many conferences. We've had too many different you know and it's just time to take action mm-hmm. in such a way it's time to be more practical yeah more practical that's exactly the word like be okay more practical man i'm with it i'm with it 100 man i understand completely um i understand i'm definitely gonna put your book in the description below so that way uh people can people people can check it out um people can definitely check it out man i heard you do a little bit of spoken word huh 
I do, but one b- before we get to that, there's something that I wanted to mention, like the gates. Okay. And I'm pretty sure you know what the gates are. You know, the eyes, the ears, the mm-hmm. nose, the mouth. Mm-hmm. Those are your gates. And so those things right there, I feel like a practical way for you to combat depression is making sure you be careful about what you put in your gates. Okay. You know, because sometimes you want to hear from family members and stuff. You want to hear, you want to hear their feedback about where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't. I agree with that. Toxic, sometimes you man. don't have to fail you. you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you want to see a certain thing, but on on the on the matter of fact, I just found out, bro, that too much screen time get you you it can interfere with your sleeping at mm-hmm. night. I did mm-hmm. not know that. Too mm-hmm. much screen time. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's crazy, man. You really have to protect your gates. You know what I mean? What you hear, what you see, what you say, your words are powerful too. So you gotta be careful about what you bring out your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like if you you already got enough doubt. You got enough odds against you. Why mm-hmm. talk down about yourself? I agree with you on You're that. depressed, but sometimes it's just worth writing the thoughts down to see if it's true. You're looking at it face to face. You know, so. I agree with you on that. Definitely proud of you, you know what I'm saying? Being an author, having your book and everything like that. Because not a lot of people follow their dreams, you know? Not, definitely not a lot of people follow their dreams. So I definitely appreciate that, man. Um, but we're going to wrap this up, man. Um, it, was, it was definitely... It was definitely a good topic, man. I'm definitely happy you won again. Uh, you want to go ahead and plug in your social media? Oh, yeah. Um, y'all can follow me at um, at Written Rubies on IG, mm-hmm. Adam Williams on Facebook, okay, and Square It underscore up on Snapchat if you'd like. All right. Um, y'all already know y'all can follow me, man. Um, Instagram, Average JTPC. Um, if you need to email me, admin at Average JTPC. Um, once again, man, uh, please rate, like, subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Spread the podcast word of mouth. Um, and, you know, until next time, man. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Philippians 413. Peace. Different kind of city when you live it right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start from the thoughts of an average.